Welcome to the People's Church Sermoncast. You can join us for our live worship services on Sundays at 10 a.m. People's Church is located at the corner of Mill Plain and Andreessen in Vancouver, Washington. Please visit our website at peoplesvancouver.church to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. And now for this week's sermon. Last week I started talking about... Um, where I wanted to get to is where I'll get to today, the Lord helping. I wanted to talk to you about the uh, ministry of helps, opening the door of blessings onto your life through the universal ministry of helps. Last Sunday, we, we kind of did a, um, an introduction to that. Today, I want to take and uh, finish that up. <clears throat> we ended last week out of Matthew 19, where uh, we were talking about God's pay system. It's hundredfold now plus eternal life inheritance. That was Matthew 19, 27 through 30. And that was kind of connected to Jesus uh, showing in Matthew 10 how that if you receive a prophet, in the name of a prophet, you receive a prophet reward. Jesus was introducing something into the church, into the, into the fabric of, of people that follow him and love him and into the kingdom of God that uh, when you receive something, in the name of the Lord. When, when you receive a ministry in the name of the Lord, and that I touched briefly last week, that word receive means to get a hold of. When you get a hold of um, something that God's bringing into your life through, through uh, whether it be a pastor or, or, or anyone uh, that has a touch of God upon their life, if you receive that, if you get a hold of that, that's what that means. It, it doesn't mean just, oh yeah, I believe the same thing. No, it means I got a hold of what, when you get a hold of that, the reward that they get, the pay for services rendered that they get from God for them being obedient to the calling of God, when you get a hold of what they're bringing in the kingdom and in the spirit, you also get the same pay that they get. It's remarkable. It's one of the most powerful spiritual supernatural principles in the New Testament. You find it in the Old Testament as well. But Jesus specifically really brought it, brought it to bear. Paul uh, begins to uh, begins bit to minister in this same vein, and I want to start out this morning over in First Corinthians twelve. So, Mike, if we got that, First Corinthians twelve, we're going to start at verse twenty-eight, and um, just pick up here with Paul's kind of connecting dots. He's explaining what this what this looks like. This uh, God's pay system, if you will. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 12, 28. Well, I'm going to start in 27. I always start a verse earlier than when I say I'm going to start. So you're used to that by now. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Amen. And God has appointed these in the church. This is very similar to Ephesians 4. Uh, But this is uh, Paul ministering this truth, this revelation, this teaching to the church at Corinth. God has appointed these in the church. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers. And after that, miracles, then gifts of healings, and then right in the middle of this, separated by two commas, which means it's standalone on its own, helps. Helps. Lumped in with the miracle workers, lumped in with the healing ministry, lumped in with the apostles, with the prophets, with the teachers, and right in the middle of it is this thing that the church just kind of sidelines a little bit. But Paul didn't. He had it strategically placed right where it should be. 
that right in the middle of what God does and all these power, power, manif- power gifts and manifestations of the supernatural, right in the middle of all of that, there's the ministry of helps. Thus meaning that without the ministry of helps, all this other stuff can't really function as it should. Amen? It's very, it's incredible. And then it car- carries on. Administrations. We talked, we mentioned that a few weeks ago. And uh, there are people that are gifted with, it, with the gift of administration, some more than others. I have a little tiny bit. <laughs> My wife has a lot more than I do. And anyway, we, uh, 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 but there are people that have that administrative gift. God bless them for that. Varieties of tongues. Then he makes this preposition or this, this uh, statement uh, that he just wanted to make sure that everybody was, was getting the point. Are all apostles? And the answer to that be no. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? Of course not. Are all workers of miracles? No. Do all have gifts of healing? No. Do all speak with tongues? Uh, and do all have interpret? But earnestly desire the best gifts. And yet he said, I'll show you a more excellent way. And the more excellent ways, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, where it talks about all, no matter what gift you're operating in, if it's not operating out of a love base, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> So no matter what you do, no matter how, how public or how private it is, um, the, real, the real foundation of it all is we're operating out of loving Jesus and giving his love to others. Uh, helps. Relief. That's one of the definitions. This helps. It's relief. It means rendering assistance. How many have ever needed assistance? How many have ever gotten assistance right when you needed it? Yeah, times. How many were wishing assistance would have been rendered and it didn't show up like when you were needed? We've all been there too. And I go on and tell all kinds of stories, but you all got your stories and, and we've been there. That, so with that, you understand how important the ministry of helps is. Amen. Michael's living ministry of helps, rendering assistance. The thing about that ministry is that all of us, it doesn't matter what your gift, what your title, what your anointing is. Apostles are greatly used in ministry of helps. Prophets function in ministry of helps as teachers. And, and I can, uh, the, the whole point of it here is, is that the ministry of helps release the supernatural operations of the Holy Spirit into your life. This is what I want to talk about. The minister of helps releases the supernatural operations of the Holy Spirit into your life through rewards. The ministry of helps positions you for rewards. Uh, And I believe that that is temporal rewards. Jesus spoke about, we talked about it last week, I'm not going to go back through that again, but he said whenever he received these ministries, he used the prophet. He said, you'll receive uh, the reward of a prophet. Uh, And that was present tense. He said that you're going to receive a hundredfold in this life. We talked a little bit about that last week. Plus, you get eternal eternal life and eternal inheritance. Once again, it's a remarkable thing. So whenever you, uh, if if you want to know how to walk in uh, the blessing, the favor of God, and walk under where the rewards, the assistance of heaven, predictably, with the ability to track it, you won't understand it, you can't control the timing of it, 
but you can know, if I position myself here, that I can expect God will show up in some way of my life here. All right? So if you're functioning in the ministry of helps and say uh, that you, are, you feel led to be a support to, to a ministry help for, to a pastor, you receive a pastor or a shepherd's reward. So uh, I'm just going to go through a few of these. So if you're offering the ministry of helps to the pastor, you can expect a pastor's reward. What is that? God will protect your flock. You need protection over your little clan, over your little flock. Now, I'm not, I, this is, I'm not asking you to do this to me. That's not what this is about. I'm, you, you get it, all right? But at the same point, I feel the office of the pastor here. Uh, so any blessing that comes my way, I channel it. Susan and I is very specific. We don't take the reward. We don't take the glory. We, do, we channel it to Jesus. But this is something here I'm trying to minister. And I feel the Holy Spirit is really going to bring some things and, and, and enable you to walk up under a greater type of heavens operating your life than maybe you have in the past. And so receiving uh, and the reward of the pastor, and you minister helps to a pastor, uh, you get his his uh, reward, God will protect your flock. You see, there will, come a, there will come a moment in my existence where I'll stand before God. You won't be there. Hopefully you'll be there on the sidelines watching and cheering. But cheer a little bit, at least. Yay, Lord. <laughs> but he's going to require of me how I watched over the flock of God. You're not my flock. You're his flock. I'm an under-shepherd. I'm like, I'm like the dog that... That, that runs around in the field at night while the shepherd's sitting on the hill and I make sure the wolves stay out, okay? Homely analogy, it didn't make it about you, it made it about me, okay? So, <laughs> so you're getting the principle. So the reward of a prophet. Uh, I want to I operate in the minister of helps in the, to, a pro, to a prophet in the prophetic, all right? What would that reward be? God will give you insight and direction for your future. My wife and I have walked a great deal, actually, uh, under the benefits of the prophetic ministry through, through our ministries. And there were times specifically when, apostles, when prophets, uh, we would be in services and, you know, they were maybe receiving an offering. And there were more ways to be a ministry of help than just giving. But I remember one in particular. There was a need went forth. We took, and out of not, all, not just our abundance, but out of our sacrifice, we sowed into that ministry. And not even really thinking of this principle, but I've seen this operate in us. I can verify for a fact this works, that you reward a prophet or you minister helps to a prophet. The reward of the prophet is God will give you insight and direction for your future. You might need to be looking for some prophets to say, how can I assist you? How can I render aid to you? How can I come alongside you? Especially if you're concerned about, Lord, where, where's my life going? Where, where, what's, what's your purpose and plan for my life? What is, my, what is your destiny for me that I need a prophetic word for to fully understand? That's why the gift of prophets. Are real. The Bible specifically says in the New Testament, we're not to despise. We're not to limit. We're not to hinder. We're not to shut off the ministry of the prophet. So we keep having these people in. They're all a little different. They're all a little strange. Susan and I have been having Zoom calls with the group that's coming this weekend. There's what, 10 or 11 or 11, 11 of them. It's going to be amazing. Are they from all over everywhere? From all over everywhere. Well, we've been having some time Zoom calls and all that kind of stuff. They're great, but they'll be a little different. 
That's why I love it. That's why I love receiving that ministry. Be here. You'll love it. The reward of an apostle. Uh, much of the American church doesn't even know what an apostle does or what he is or what's that about. How do I minister helps to an apostle? Well, apostles are used. The Bible, Paul said that the New Testament church was established upon the ministry of the apostle and the prophet. <clears throat> be pretty good if we understood that a little bit, wouldn't it? Several years ago, um, who's the... Jimmy Evans? Jim, not Jimmy Evans, his pastor. Uh, Robert, Robert Morris uh, came into our fellowship down in Houston and, um, and one of his guys, Jimmy Evans, and he's, anyway, I'm not going to try to explain who all these people are, but they really ministered to our fellowship as a whole for a weekend about, hey, it's time that those that run, uh, not just denominations, but those that run leadership and bring people and bring ministries under their covering. It's about time that we release the prophet and the apostolic ministry back into the New Testament church. And it was a pivotal turning point. It really was. Not just for us, but for, for our group. Well, how do you minister um, the ministry of helps to an apostle? Well, apostles are those that kind of go in and set up and establish things. Uh, probably the best way that you would understand maybe just the uh, 30,000 foot view of what an apostle is would be a, a church planter. Somebody called into specific areas. Missionaries often operate under apostolic. Those that, that raise up, equip, and send out and release ministries. That's operating very much under an apostolic anointing, an apostolic calling. Uh, how, can we, how can we resist? How do, how do I get... How do I get connected in the ministry of helps with that? Support a missionary. Um, part of what um, pastors, I believe, uh, do is, is uh, apostolic because they're, they're bringing vision to the house. That's an apostolic thing. Connect with a vision. Uh, when you do that, that's ministering helps to an apostle. What's the reward of an apostle? God will expand, increase, and establish your ways. How many believing the Lord to increase and expand some things in your life? Not only ministry-wise, but also on every level. We all need that. That's God's way. Uh, Jesus didn't just introduce the principle of addition in the kingdom. He introduced the principle of multiplication. And the um, anointing, if you will, the reward of an apostle is very much in multiplication. How do you assist in Rend support to the ministry of teachers. One thing about People's Church that is greatly uh, blessed for, and it was it, this uh, office was here before I showed up. I certainly see it, recognize it, benefit from it, release it with everything I've got in me. But the reward of the teacher. There are some good teachers in this church, excluding. And once again, I'm not talking about me. I teach the Word of God, but uh, this is uh, this is those that that stand in that position to minister the Word faithfully to, to class. We have several classes here. One meets on Sunday morning. That lady right over there with the white hair, Sharon, if you don't know her, that's her. That's right there. She teaches on Sunday morning. Jill teaches on Friday. Um, wonderful. Um, we have others. Michael Hallbrooks meets with the college career. He'll, he'll teach there. We're looking at establishing some home groups. And yeah, that's pastoral, that's shepherding, but there's also a ministry of teaching there. How can I, how can I lend assistance to the ministry of a teacher? Show up when they're teaching. <laughs> That's one of the best ways to lend assistance, uh, lend assistance uh, to those that have the ministry of teaching. Show up when the class is there. 
What happens if you do that? Well, that you're helping, you're ministering. So what happens in you? The re- you, you get to participate in their reward, which is this. God will instruct you. God will enable you to assimilate knowledge and understanding. How many need a little of that in your life? Amen. We all do. I love this next one. Lend assistance to and help and, uh, the, and uh, the evangelists. The reward of the, of the evangelist. What's an evangelist do? God uses them primarily with strategic uh, application to get the word of God out from the four walls of the church. It's great you're all here. I'm glad you are. Thanks for coming. Really appreciate you being here. But the whole, uh, one of the main purposes of what we do here on Sunday morning is to basically, like when you pull your empty gas car into the pump and you fill it up, and then you can go out and run for another week, going, doing what you need to do, back and forth to work. That's, that's what's happening uh, on Sunday morning. The, the evangelist is that, that will uh, help you to be equipped to understand, realize, have the techniques, the strategy, understand the importance of it, of you being involved in taking the gospel outside of the four walls of the church. You want to be a part of that. So Susan gets up and makes this really strange, odd announcement about this Saturday. And you're all sitting there and like, Walmart, what's going on? What are we going to do over at Walmart? We're not shopping. Uh, So what's going to happen for an hour or so before that, the ministry of an evangelist is going to be released upon this house. Uh, they're going to tell you, this is how you minister outside the four walls of the church. This is how you can pray. This is how you can engage somebody that, does, that you've never seen. This is how, remember a few weeks ago we preached about Paul going into uh, the Athenians. And there at, the, at Mars Hill, at this uh, temple that was built onto uh, false gods. He said, oh, you've got an idol over here that says to the unknown God. You're just covering all your bases. Well, I want to tell you, I know this God. And then he introduced Jesus. He was doing the ministry of an evangelist. Well, I thought Paul was an apostle. Well, of course he was. But there he was doing the ministry of an evangelist. You need to be supporting and helping the ministry of evangelism. Why? Because you need the reward of the evangelist, which is God will give you the souls you have a burden for. How many have a soul you're burdened for? We all do. We all should. Maybe you've got a son or a daughter out in the highways and the byways, and you're pleading and begging and praying. Keep it up. But another suggestion I'd have you, you need to hook up and find a way for you to be a minister of health to an evangelist because you'll get the evangelist reward. One of the evangelist reward is, is that they will get people saved that nobody else will get saved. And I don't know how many parents I've sat with, uh, I, don't, I don't think they're ever coming. I don't think he's ever coming. I don't think she's ever coming. Well, you need to find the minister of helps, find, find uh, the Reinhardt Bonke of our day, whoever that, you know, I'm just calling out. Find somebody who's got, a, 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 I mean, they, they, can get, they can get people saved like nobody else, and you find out, Lord, how can I help them? Because I want that reward operating in my life. We've used it. I recommend it to you. So um, we see this principle with Moses and the children of Israel. Uh, Michael, let's go over uh, Numbers eleven seventeen. This is this ministry of transference. Well, that's basically what Jesus was talking about here. When you receive 
uh, a ministry, when you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you then begin to partake in the reward of the prophet. It's a principle that was way, way back in the Old Testament. We see it over and over and over again throughout the Old and the New Testament. One of the best places you'll find it uh, illustrated and patterned is in Numbers chapter 11, verse 17. It's Moses, of course. Uh, God had... uh, God was instructing him how to uh, more effectively and more powerfully uh, minister to, lead, and guide the children of Israel, his people, as they were, they were uh, endeavoring to come in and possess the promises of God. And so he said in verse 16, remember that thing that I do, I always start with the verse earlier than what's up there. And so he said, gather me the 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be elders of the people and officers over them. Bring them to the tabernacle of meeting, that they may stand there with you. The ministry of helps. This is a tremendous definition for the ministry of helps. Simplified. Find somebody and stand with them. Find a leader and stand with them. Find somebody and say, maybe I don't know exactly what you're about, all about. Maybe I don't know how to do some of the things you do, but I know how to do some things that you don't know how to do. I'm not sure about all that, but there is something. I felt God a connection, and I want to stand with you. So I went a number of years ago. To our president, who is an apostle, uh, his name is Steve Riggle, and he's uh, the president of Grace International. We'll get into all that. You've, uh, but the point I'm trying to make is, uh, I went to him years ago and said, "Whatever you need, the best of my ability, I will do it." I didn't know what I was doing. He actually took me at my word. He actually said, "All right," and then you never expect much to happen. We began to get phone calls. Gary, I need you over here. That means you're going to have to leave that church and you're going to need to go to this church. I said, but I'm just getting this one going. I don't care. I need you over here. We brought that stage of our ministry's journey to a timeout, just so you know. So there's no, but we, I meant that when I said that to him. Twelve churches later. <laughs> uh, but what's happened, you're all, we all together are going to be beneficiaries uh, of that, because there's transfer. I don't say, oh, I'm an apostle, but I, I'm, I'm able to minister under the reward of an apostle because I've stood with an apostle, and I currently still stand with an apostle. He's not asking you to understand everything with the one you're standing with, okay? But sometimes you just stand like you do with Jesus. After you've done everything to stand, you just, you just stand. Are you sure, Steve, that's what you want me and Susan to do? Yeah, Gary, I'm sure. Oh, and by the way, you can do more than what you think you can. Now go on. (laughs) Well, anyway, said all that to say this. Now verse 17. God said, get the elders, bring them to me, uh, and I want them to stand with you. This isn't about me. It's about an office. And I just happen to be the one filling the office at this point. But I'm going to ask you, as we go through this, I'm going to ask you to pray, sincerely seek God, that you would be able to stand with us as God operates and does things that are going to be far bigger than what we can do on our own strength. The just shall live by their ability to meet all the bills. (laughs) No, the just live by faith. You've been called to that type of life, so have I. 
the ministry of helps. Then I'll come down, verse 17, now it's up there. Then I will come down, then I'll come down, and I'll talk with you there. How many want to hear what God's saying? Y'all do. That's why you're here. One of the best ways to, re- to get in the channel where you can receive what the Lord is saying is when you stand with somebody else. Not that, oh man, God's speaking to them, so I'm going to stand with You know, most of them, we're all in this thing just walking one day at a time. But it's when we stand together, what God speaks to one, it becomes for all. You know, you're seeing what's happening? That's what this ministry, that's how powerful this ministry of helps is. So you stand there. I'll take the spirit. This is this transfer. This is what Jesus was speaking about. Uh, accept, receive, uh, lay a hold of the ministry of this prophet. And you're going to receive the same pay that he gets. I will take, and it's through this transference. I will take of the spirit that is upon you. He's talking to Moses. He said, Moses, I'm going to take the spirit that I put on you. And that's, by the way, capital S. That's Holy Spirit that he's talking about. That anointing. Moses said, God, I stutter. I can't talk. Oh, yeah, you got Aaron. But guess what? Moses ended up, by the time it was all done, he was doing a lot of talking. Somewhere in there he got healed. He got. (laughs) And God said, and this is the incredible part. Yeah, Moses, you're amazing. You're awesome. You got, the, you got the laws of God. And you cast them down, and then I went and redid them and gave them back to you again. And uh, I'm leading you from, uh, from captivity into freedom and all this stuff. He said, I'm going to take the spirit that is upon you, and I will put the same upon them. My recommendation to you, you need to find somebody that's walking in a level of anointing that you desire to be in, and find a way to stand with them. And I don't mean that in any kind of derogatory, oh, I'm just going to, you know, uh, you know, carry their Bible or do, be some servient thing. No, you find a way to stand with them. Each one will be absolutely different. Sometimes, literally, uh, those, those ministries, what they need more than anything is just intercessors praying for them. I'd be one of them. Please pray. And he said, I'm going to take the spirits in you. I'm going to put the same upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with you, that you may not bear it yourself alone. Whatever the ministry is, they were not intended to bear it all alone by themselves. That's what the body of Christ is all about. And the ministry of helps is literally like the tendons and the connecting ligaments in the body. Paul said, we got all these different parts in the body. The ministry of helps are the parts that connect the strong to the bone and the, and the connecting tissue that kind of holds it all together. Uh, a, a, week ago, a week ago yesterday, this building was packed with kids and people that we've never seen before. Thank, thanks uh, you, uh, the team that Sandy and her group put together, met for months and months and months, planned. In the middle of all their planning, it still blew up. That's what makes it fun. And I'm not saying that in any way to take down their planning. Their planning was incredible. But just when you think you've got your plan all set, God comes and he has a way of showing, okay, you need to look this way. You need to... Now, this is really a, an off-the-wall um, illustration, but I don't know how many know who Mike Tyson is, right? Yeah. The boxer from the 90s. Iron Mike. He's giving motivational speeches now. Pretty crazy. 
But one of his famous quotes is, they were talking to him, okay, you've got, I don't know who it was, Larry Holmes, one of the guys, you're, you've, got this, you're, you've got this match coming up. Where you he said, and you've got a plan. Oh, yeah, I've watched the videos. Oh, we've got a plan. I, this one, I'm going I'm to handle them. I'm just going to knock out all this kind of stuff. But then Mike said, you know, all your plans go out the window the first time you get hit in the face. <laughs> don't be afraid. For God to just come down and get in the middle of the plans. But I want to talk about that plan a little bit. I think that was the third or fourth outreach. Each one of them had been growing. Why? Because the plan's beginning a little better. Learning, you know, uh, learning as we go. There's a remarkable thing that the world uh, has perfected, and we just jump in and use it for the kingdom called Facebook. Am I a fan of Facebook? Uh, Not really. Do I like Zuckerberg that much? No, not really. Oh, Mark Zuckerberg's in the hospital. You know that, right? He's an MMA guy, a martial arts guy. Blew his knee out the other day. You got <laughs> Anyway, side note, rabbit trail. Shoot that rabbit and we'll move on. Um, but what's happened, we started out with a few hundred to maybe a few thousand on Facebook in that first one. Got a good group of people. But each one that you go and you use it, uh, this last one, we had over almost 53, 52, 53,000 connections through Facebook, and you wonder why uh, you, you, all of a sudden we show up and the place is overwhelmed, because that, the, the, those of the world, Jesus said, are wiser than those of the kingdom sometimes. Well, they've got that thing of interconnecting with people. They got that down to a science. We're going to let them uh, operate for us. Yeah. So I'm saying the reason I'm bringing that up here is this. Uh, people's church is coming into a time within your existence, within our existence, where the most critical ministry need in the church is not going to be a pastor, an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, or teacher. Those are all needed. They're there to do what? To equip the saints to do what? The work of the ministry. The most important ministry is coming up. It's called the work of the ministry. And we need you. The work of the ministry is seeing what the Lord is doing and saying, God, how can I lend assistance to what you're doing? Now, I'm not even going to try to explain it or or, or make it understandable in this way. Uh, All all that I know is this, is that as we've been kind of walking one day at a time, putting one foot ahead of the other under a a prophetic and and apostolic and pastoral and teaching ministry and all of those things, uh, when we do these things called, I just call loving our city, What's happened, more and more and more are coming. Until this last time, I think conservatively, they counted over six, 650, 700. I think conservatively, there were probably another 100 or 200 that were beyond that that didn't get counted. And so the whole place was overwhelmed, with, which was great. I loved it. But the buildings blowing circuit breakers and the parking lots overwhelmed and the foyers just one big traffic jam. The stairs, I looked at the stairs, you couldn't have squeezed a mouse in that stairway for what was there. Why? Because the food was downstairs and they were all going to get the food. We're going to need the ministry of help to really, really step up in this house. And it's not just because of, oh, we're expecting some folks every now and again. I've got some plans that I am 
operating and working through right now for some changes we need to make out in the foyer, entryway, that classroom area. I, what do we call it? The classroom where you guys meet? Overflow. I need to make the overflow an actual overflow. Bring the floor down. Open the wall up a little bit. We're going to do it so that when people come in, it's not just one big massive traffic jam in the foyer. We've got overflow. Amen. What am I doing? Well, right now, I'm doing the ministry of an apostle. I'm laying out some vision. I'm laying out, hey, this is where, this is where let's get ready. We're already seeing just a, a, a tiny shred of it. Guess what? It's going to come to where this house is like this when we're here on Sunday morning. Already the Ukrainian church is very full. This building operates six, seven days a week. We're a part of that. But, um, uh, and you're all doing an amazing job at the Ministry of Helps. But uh, uh, we're all going to need to step in the Ministry of Helps. I need a head usher. I need a parking lot guy. We need attendants to clean restrooms, all that kind of stuff. Well, man, I, no, I thought we were talking about that is kingdom. I want this place to look and feel when you come in and you've never been here before and you bring your little babies to whatever event we got going on because we're loving our city and primarily that starts at we start, lo we start uh, loving the babies, the young ones. Jesus said, suffer the little children. You know what that means? Make room for them. Mm -hmm. And so the ministry of helps is what position, uh, positions the kingdom to begin to move ahead. And there's a spirit, there's this spiritual transfer that happens. So this uh, vision thing that the Lord's laying on my mind and in my heart, uh, uh, as you catch it, you're going to be a part of that same thing. You're going to be walking through it. And, um, and, and not just helping, but literally bringing faith and causing it to become that which is not seen into something that's visible. So that when people come in, they want to come back. That means freshen the place up as best you can. Paint the outside. Do all of those things. That's ministry of helps. Ministry of helps. Remember the two sisters. You remember the two sisters, right? Jesus' friends, right? There's Martha and there's... Mary. And they had a brother, right? You remember him, Lazarus. A big party going on. God loves parties. He does. What do you think the Mary's Supper of the Lamb is going to be about? Party. Big party in heaven. You want to be there. They've got all the people in. Jesus is in. They've got all the neighbors. They've got all the dignitaries. They've got all the friends. It's, it's just a, it's a, I won't say a madhouse, but it's a full house, and it's all that stuff. And Martha's working her fingers to the bone, and Mary's in there with Jesus just kneeling at his feet, and just, Jesus, I love you. Just speak more into my heart. And Martha finally goes up and said, Jesus, will you tell her to help me? He said, yeah, Martha. I don't think he said take a chill pill, but he just said, Martha, she, she, chose, she chose the better thing. She chose getting close to me. But the unsung hero, all of that is Martha. She set the place up so Jesus could show up in the midst. That's what, that's what ministry of helps does. It sets the place up. So when there's 700 or 600 little kids in here running all over everywhere, that Jesus is in the midst. Amen. If you want to hook up to a ministry of evangelists, See that lady right over there? Just raise your hand, Sandy. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, that, see that one right over there? She's kind of operating as an evangelist. We call it, what do you call her? Outreach director. Outreach director. Fancy word for evangelist. Um, 
Go up and say, hey, Sandy, what do you need? She'll sign you up. And I know you're not jumping the aisles with this great revelation, but um, I'm going to give you one more thing, then we'll wrap it up. Second Kings 4. The ministry of health positions your future for the miraculous. That's what the ministry of health does in your life. When you connect to it, the ministry of health positions your future for the miraculous. Now, I'm not going to read all of this, but I will read some of it. Hopefully, you know, I suspect the majority of you are familiar with this ver- uh, portion of Scripture where there was this rich lady um, who lived in Shunem. Now, it happened one day, Elisha went to Shunem, and there was a notable woman, which means she was wealthy. She was a mean. And people that are used to getting their way She did what people do that are used to getting their way. There was something in her of being in this societal realm of of mixing and being connected to powerful people. You you think sometimes that's not a positive, but it is a positive. I'll just bring this in a little more to uh, where we we see this. So uh, there was this notable woman. And she persuaded him, Elisha, the prophet, to eat some food. What was happening is Elisha was the typical prophet. I'm not stopping in there and eating your food. (laughs) I'm going someplace. I'm on the journey. I'm on the way. But she wouldn't take no friend. Don't you, we kind of, didn't Jesus use something like that in a parable of the widow and the unjust king? Yeah, he did. She just kept hounding him. Elisha finally stopped. Watch what happens. So she persuaded him, so it was. As often as he passed by, or every time he went by, he would turn in there to eat some food. He kind of liked it after all. <laughs> the ministry of helps will give you favor with people that you never expected to have favor with. And she said to her husband, <laughs> every husband say, yes, dear. Uh, Look now, I know that this holy man of God who passes by us regularly, next verse, uh, please, uh, please let us make a small upper room on the wall upstairs. Let us put a bed for him there, table and chair and lamps in. It wasn't really extravagant or fancy. I don't think so. And she said in Sobe, whenever he comes to us to eat, is what she's talking about, whenever he stops by for lunch, he can turn in there. That is, he's can, he can stay. See, The ministry of helps takes you from just a passerby ministry or a passerby connection to where now you have a lingering connection. That's what the ministry of helps does. It doesn't mean, oh, you're going to be best friends with, you know, uh, Billy Graham or something. But it does mean that you're going to go from just a passerby type connection to a lingering type connection. And that's in the spirit. And you want that in your life. You want that. I want that. So he can turn in there. And it happened one day that he came there. He turned into the upper room and lay down there. Let's keep going real quick. And he said to Gehazi, call the Shunammite. Anyway, what happens? Um, he tells Gehazi, what was Gehazi? Helper. You'll find it over and over again where Elisha's saying, Gehazi, go do this. Gehazi, go do that. Go do this. Go do that. Sometimes you think, man, that guy's just proud, arrogant guy. No, Gehazi was the most blessed guy to be around, to be, be the helper. And he was happy to do it. 
Anyway, go, go ask her if there's something we can do. Anyway, the whole story goes through this. She's well-connected. She doesn't need anything. She didn't ask for anything. All she was asking, let me feed you. Let me provide you a place, a, a little stopover place. And just when you come and go, just spend the night here with us. That's all I'm asking. And so through the whole story, Elisha finally says, next year about this time, because you're barren, you don't have a child, next year about this time, you're going to be holding a son. And she said, don't mess with me. Don't build my hopes up. Don't go saying things you don't know what you're talking about. The only thing is, prophets, they might not know what they're talking about, but God knows what he's talking about, and he uses prophets sometimes to tell you what he's thinking. So, amazing as it may seem, a year later, she gets the son. Everything's good. Elisha, Kehazi stopping in. Life is good. They're getting to know the boy. A few years go on. Mom and dad are getting a little older. Dad's out working in the field. Got his young son who he's proud of out there showing him how to work a field. And he has an aneurysm. He has something. Pain in his head. Falls over and dies. Doesn't matter how rich you are then, does it? Doesn't matter how connected you are. Doesn't matter uh, what circles you run in when that kind of thing hits your life. What matters is uh, where's your spiritual connections at? That's what's going to matter when you get there. And everybody will get there at some point, some level, some way. Everybody gets there. You see, the setup wasn't for the prophet to have a room to stay in and some food to eat. No, the setup was for the Shunammite. The setup was for this woman who, lived, who, was, who was just wanting to be connected. The setup was she was willing to uh, offer assistance and, and lend a hand and bring some help to this man of God and, and really wasn't expecting anything else. But out of the goodness of God, he blessed her. But what was, what was really happening is the little attic room with a few pieces of furniture released the reward of resurrection, new life into her life. She didn't even know it was coming. She didn't even know she was going to need it until she did need it. But whenever you need it, you really need it, right? Verse 36, the ministry of help is a very powerful way for you to receive from heaven. Have an opening through the universal, you receive an open heaven through the universal ministry of helps. As you help and assist those that are in the kingdom, your windows over you from heaven, they begin to open up. I won't go through the whole story. It's a wonderful story, powerful story. You need to go read it on your own. It's one of the most touching stories in the whole Bible. Her boy's dead. The amazing thing is, she didn't take the boy into the master bedroom, into her and her husband's room. She didn't say, let's take him over to the king over there. You know where she took him. Husband, take my son, your son, who's dead. Get him upstairs and put him on the bed of the prophet. I'm going to take a trip. So she got her... Assistance. Just told everybody, just leave me alone, shut up, I'm on a mission. And she went. I don't know how she knew, but she knew, everybody apparently knew some way, she knew where the prophet was, she went out there. Gehazi said, hey, Elisha, I'm just keeping watch. Oh, another ministry of helps. Just keep watch. Yeah. <laughs> ministry of helps is amazing. Just keep watch. Watch out with it. If you see trouble coming that will affect the ministry of the church, 
Be one of the ones that fixes it and stops it, not one of the ones that contributes to it. Anyway, a little side note. Uh, he said, it's the Shunammite. She's coming. But man, she's coming hard and she's coming fast. He said, go down, find out. But as you read through it, he already knew something was wrong. Whole story. You need to come to my house. I didn't ask for this boy. You gave him to me. He's been a blessing in our life, I thank God. But he died. And I need you back in your room. There'll come a time when you can call in assistance from those that you have stood and helped in ministry. And when I say assistant, I don't mean they'll write you a check or they'll, or they'll I'm just talking about spiritual assistance. Yeah. There'll come a time. Yeah. There'll come a time when those that you have been supporting and helping in, in their ministry, there'll come a time when you're going to need some support and help. And so that ministry that you supported that operates in miracles that everybody thinks is weird, there's coming a time when you're going to need a miracle. And you're going to thank God for every special event you showed up and ushered at or swept the floor at or gave directions in the parking lot and held the little flashlight at. You're going to thank God for every one of those times when you assisted the evangelists and the, and the Benny Hinn types and the Catherine Kuhlman types, the miracle workers. And you didn't have time to sign up, but you signed up anyway because the pastor was saying, man, we need to stand with them and help. And you signed up. And it's going to come a time when you need a miracle. You're going to say, God, I stood in that parking lot. She said, I need you to come, if you know the story. He didn't say, I'll get right at it. What do you do? Gehazi, get down there. Go down, find out what's going on. Gehazi takes off running. He eventually shows up. Long story is. The resurrection power of God showed up in that little room that was very humbly furnished, that was made for the prophet. It wasn't the prophet's spirit. It wasn't his ability. It wasn't his gifting. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead showed up in that, in that room that night. And the little boy, as the prophet laid on him and, and, and did all these weird things and, and all of this, the boy came back. Amen. He brought him downstairs. And said, here he is. Dear, the best decision we ever did was build a little room up there. <laughs> The best building project you ever talked me to, the best remodel thing you ever talked me to do is build a little room upstairs with the prophet. You're going to have to build something in your life somewhere for ministry to come where you become a blessing to them. And, and just hear what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying, you know, I, I don't even know what that, I, I do know it's, it's more than just money. Yeah, you can give offerings, all that. That's good. But it's more than assist, pray, befriend, do whatever you can. So then we end up, Matthew, this system of hundredfold blessing plus an eternal inheritance. That's what Jesus is talking about. Paul explains what it looks like in Corinthians. And, and uh, in the middle of all these offices, here's the ministry of health, relief, and rendering assistance. The anointing of spiritual transfer kicks in as you take a position in a ministry of health. So, I believe that God will give you a specific instruction how you can help. It will usually be in some area that you're naturally gifted in or you have a heart for. But at times it will be areas helping that you just don't even want to be there. People's church, I've seen in the spirit 
God is doing something, stirring. We had somebody that, not, you know, kind of knew the church and all that, and like, man, we need to, we need, we got a hole here. We need some 30 to 60-year-olds. Absolutely. You know how they're going to come? As we love the city. You know how we're going to love the city? As the Ministry of Helps goes into supercharge mode, overdrive. Oh, I've got so many ideas, I don't even bring them up because I don't want to discourage the, 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 uh, those over them. Susan and I were at a, at a ministry in Kennewick. We're kind of following this guy. I can't pronounce his last name. He's a, he's a um, Ukrainian, but his first name is Vlad. And he pastors a megachurch in Kennewick, Washington. Of all places, the Cowtown Kennewick. Kennewick's changed in the last 20 years. It's exploded. We couldn't even get a room there the other night. And we had reservations. True story. They sold our reservation off somebody else. and We were in the Three Rivers Convention Center, packed to the walls with people from all over the world. Young people. The power of God. The ministry that weekend, this weekend, was focused on deliverance. We didn't see. We did it in secret because we didn't want to scare you. <laughs> it was amazing. I won't go through it all. But what I can tell you is, we can bring them here real easy. But we're not ready yet. We're getting close. We're not ready yet. Got some other prophets that we can bring in real easy. We're not ready yet, but we're getting close. This message is, will you help us get ready to build his kingdom? <clears throat> the ministry of helps is for your future. The amazing thing about it, I'll close it with this, is that God, Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. Right? It's his church, not our church. But the greatest thing, the greatest thing about it is he says, I'll let you come help me do it. So here we are. 